0: Coffee with Corey. I'm here having coffee with our general manager. Also, my dad. We're getting to spend some quality time together. Understanding the Day of Atonement and why Christians, every Christian... And do something on this day, yeah, what Jesus a, has done. And, of course, we are now at towards the latter half of it, the latter next hour or so, we're going to be looking at only the end times, unpacking the book of Revelation, because that is one of the things that the Day of Atonement and these feast teach us is how to actually understand the prophetic so judgment day the day of atonement it literally is judgment day all right so it'll help us unpack revelation so john's encounter with jesus the book of revelation takes place on the day of atonement so that's your first clue right revelation 110 i was in the spirit on the lord's day Today is the Lord's Day. And heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet. So the first thing John heard was a voice like a trumpet. The Feast of Trumpets announces the days of awe, including the Day of Atonement. So even today on uh, Yom Kippur, you'll hear the sound of a trumpet. The phrase, the Lord's Day, which is a Kyrie emir, is a Greek phrase unique to the Bible. By the 2nd century, it was applied to Sunday, but there is absolutely no biblical reason to use it that way. The only day that Jesus refers to as his day is the day of his coming. For as the lightning that flashes out of one part under heaven shines to the other part under heaven, so also the Son of Man will be in his day. The Lord's day may simply be another way of saying the day of the Lord, right? The day of atonement was and will be the Lord's day. It was the day of judgment, in which the true spiritual condition of everyone was revealed, and it will be when he returns to bring judgment to the earth and to rescue his people. The first part of the judgment is a courtroom scene for the investigation. In Daniel 7, it says, He watched till thrones were put in place. The court was seated and the books were opened. 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him. Now, the same number of angels is present in the judgment scene of Revelation In Revelation 5. I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. In Daniel 7, books were opened. Revelation 20, books were opened. (laughs) Seems like a trend. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which are written in the books. Since Revelation is written in a chiastic structure, now that means it's like two mirrors facing each other, we can see the investigation... That's happening in this whole concept in chapters 4 and 5. And then also see the verdict carried out by the 140,000 in chapter 14 because it's opposite looking at it. Another key symbol in the investigation phase are eyes. If you're investigating something, you're looking at it, right? You're studying it. Well, the lamb has seven eyes, chapter 5, 6. And the four living creatures who are around the throne are full of eyes in front and in back around and within ain't nothing but eyes so eyes symbolize the lord's judgment and the separation of the righteous from those who are not the eyes of the lord have two related functions to watch and protect his children and to discern the wickedness of his enemies second chronicles i'm sorry proverbs 15 says the eyes of the lord are in every place keeping watch on the evil and the good and Second Chronicles, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. There are seven lamps and seven spirits. If you go to Revelation 4, there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Even while the judgment of the Day of Atonement is being carried out, the daily intercessory ministry of Jesus, the lamps, the bread, the incense, is still taking place. He's the high priest. He, Jesus, is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him since he always lives to make intercession for them. Mm. Now, since the seven lampstands are the seven churches in Revelation, seven lamps show the presence of the Spirit. Jesus is the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. But while he's in heaven... He has sent the Holy Spirit to bring his light through the fruits and gifts of the spirit of the lives of believers. Now, ordinarily, the high priest's outfit had bright colors and his breastplate played a precious stone. It's very easy to spot. But on Yom Kippur, the high priest was required to take off all the glorious robes in exchange for simple white linen garments in order to go into the holy holies covered in blood. He looked just like every other priest. This foreshadowed Jesus, our great high priest, putting aside his heavenly glory, putting on flesh to become one of us, and yet remaining holy. The high priest wore a crown of pure gold called a Nezer, which comes from the word Nazar, or the word Nazar means to dedicate, consecrate, and sacredly separate. You know the word Nazarite. They vow to be separate from the world. That comes from this root. We're all called a royal priesthood in 1 Peter 2.9. We're also called to live a holy life, dedicated to God and separated from the world and our thoughts and intentions. So daily negativity, cynicism, and impurity are battling for our focus, so we'll dwell on things that are depressing, impure, and evil. But these thoughts must be taken captive before they get a foothold. If we crown ourselves with thoughts that are pure, then we'll be changing the world around us. Once again, we can bring change. Philippians 4, eight says this, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So what does repentance look like? We pursue a deeper level of dedication and consecration, Second Corinthians 7. Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let's purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God likewise romans 12:2 and do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what it is that good and acceptable and perfect will of god now i believe the most important message you can take away from this day of atonement is that god has called you to be part of a royal priesthood that is not only holy separate but is bringing life to the earth by sharing the gospel of the lost to bring atonement to the world that they might be as one We'll continue breaking it down into the seven churches next.